0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 19 of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season similar to David's eating habits. Confusing, slightly concerning, and ultimately leaving you with one question. Why? Today, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 19 of Fringe, Midnight. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hi,
1: I'm David. That is such a (laughs) contracted intro from you. (laughs) That's so good. That's the best one yet. I'm very proud of that. (laughs) I'll have you know, I haven't had McDonald's in 20 days now. That's it? I did break down and get McDonald's <laughs> during the pandemic.
2: Is it because no. I told you I had gotten McDonald's?
1: Uh, it's just, I was really, really craving it badly. And I was like to my parents, hey, can we please get McDonald's? Hey, David, how many, like, on average, how many bottles of, like, two liter bottles of pop do you think that you own? Right now, none. because But on have, average? On average. Um, pr- at all times, probably two to three. Okay, and how many bags of chips? <laughs> um, average.
2: Well, it should be, it should be phrased it as, David, you need stuff from the grocery store. How many two liters and how many bags of chips uh, okay. are you buying? Ah,
0: yes. <laughs> like per yes. trip.
1: Uh, four liters of soda. Of so diet two, two, soda. Four so two-liter two two bottles? Liters. Yep. No, no, four liters total. So two, two liters and okay. then four bags of chips. Excellent. Every week.
0: And now you see why my intro was how it was. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about.
1: I'm a perfectly healthy boy. <laughs> That's, That's why I said only moderately concerned. <laughs> All right. Um,
0: Nick. What, what have we been up to? Uh, well, I've just been, like, continuing, uh, continuing doing uh, my, my uh, master's work. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. certainly going. Um, We'll see. This, one, one day a neural net will be implemented. It'll be great.
1: Look at this loser still in uh, school. What about <laughs> what about you, Charlie? You fellow uh, proper citizen, <laughs> working I, adult. I have <laughs> like, been doing I play my job just
2: like you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to feel like I know what I'm doing, which Gassy. is great, and I can't wait to get assigned to an actual project and not like learning stuff and have no clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be great. That'll be fun. The cool thing is um, the code formatting tool that hasn't been on Visual Studio 2019 since it came out was on 2015, and then they waited a couple years to update it, got updated today. So I don't have to remember to put spaces in
1: places. Hey, That's exciting. Linters are always fun. Makes life a lot easier.
0: (sighs) Get better at coding, Nick.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'll learn eventually. Uh, I spent... All day working on a SQL lookup in order to modify the database we're working on. And I was so scared to deploy it because I had to delete things and I was terrified. That's
0: why it really feels like that should have went through more QC steps. Oh, also, I am like, the QC. A, also <laughs>
2: like a production database where you test it 20 times.
1: I mean, yes, it was tested on the uh, UAT environment multiple times, but it's just, it's it, 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 it's weird that. It's because I'm not working for an actual coding company, and no, so I, I understand. Are... Any,
2: well, even any time you deploy anything to like yeah. live, you're like, mm, <laughs>
1: yeah. "That's not okay." I'm essentially, that's basically
0: everything where it's like, "All right, this is just going
1: out there now." <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It doesn't help that I'm the only like technically advanced person uh, at my work team. Everyone's pretty much like a a BA or like a business major. And I'm like, oh, I'm an engineer. I'm coding.
0: I'm sure that goes over super well.
1: Hey, uh, because of the whole pandemic thing, no one's had to see me bang my ring against things constantly. I was going to say, if (laughs) Dave was in the office,
2: office, they would have killed him just from tapping the ring on the table all day.
0: (laughs) Have you, have you gotten it out of your system yet? For me, it was just kind of like dragging it against walls every once in a while for a while. Um,
1: oh then... no! My favorite thing to do is to just gently tap it on a computer mouse. Oh uh, well, here there. While, yeah, while I'm waiting for things to load.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> I've never actually been happy that I don't live with you until this moment. <laughs>
0: It was really what? great last, uh, last year when you know I could, I could just tap my ring around every time that David started to uh, piss me off in some way, and that would shut <laughs> you up immediately.
1: But now you That's can't, because I have version. mine! <laughs> uh, all right, uh, what's our TV guide for this week, Nick? All right, so uh, the TV guide is, The investigation of a suspected
0: case of spontaneous combustion coincides with Olivia's detailed but inexplic- inexplicable visions. Walter's focus on the ZFT manifesto and a potentially pivotal revelation from Peter.
1: So down, this, down. Is a, this is a heavy episode in terms of content. Yeah, like, and they actually kind of get that in this too. Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of things going on and it is very much the part one of a two-part finale.
2: Yeah. Yes. In one of the really good two-part finales in television at that, it was yeah,
0: no, it's a it's a solid like it's a solid first part and leaves with like a decent cliffhanger. Like Yeah. It it leaves you it leaves you wondering. So, let's uh let, let's actually get into the episode. So, um we are starting off surprisingly for once uh not with uh Ella. Um and this Ooh. time in
1: the FBI office this is how we know the episode is serious. Yes.
0: We don't get the little happy Olivia family moment to start off the episode. No, we get um, more or to end it. spoilers. We get, um, we get gore slideshow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and essentially, Broyles being like, all right, remember all those like semi weird cases that basically just Olivia worked on and we kind of got you guys to help out with? Well, now I'm going to explain the entire premise <laughs> behind everything.
2: Some of you ha- might have been noticing a pattern.
0: <laughs> I'm I here to tell you. you, you were smart. How I did was... you
2: know that name? <laughs> Why I did you w- say, Martha?
1: I was what? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why Broyles was uh, discussing it. Like he, I think he opens it with, "For those of you who've just joined us, or something." And I'm like, did they get new recruits? And that's why he's going over it.
2: No, that's a fourth wall break to audience members who are just realizing Fringe was a good show and decided to tune in for the season one finale, part one.
0: (laughs) Once again, they do a great job of bringing you up to speed on basically everything that you need to know for the start of this episode. Like, yes, you're going to miss a little bit. And there's going to be some confusing stuff if you hadn't seen a couple previous episodes. but you'll enjoy yourself with this
1: episode just off of what broil says in the first like 30 seconds yeah um it was a good just quick exposition dump yes um i also noticed this episode seemed long it was 50 minutes at least just the content when i watched it was is that normal nope that's what every episode's been oh i thought the episodes were more about 45 nope without every episode's been
0: every episode's been 40 has been 50 okay this was a good tv show they didn't (laughs) care about ad breaks Back in the days before, 42 minutes wasn't what you expected from an hour-long TV show. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Shane being thrown. <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, anyways, so Burles is giving this introduction uh, to the, the FBI team and essentially is like, all right, um, Olivia, who actually knows what's going on, and uh, Charlie will be uh, uh, handing out assignments for teams. We're um, like, hmm, okay. Poor Charlie, once again, just kind of tossed into this. <laughs>
1: I think um, it's it, it's intercut in between him doing the explaining and recutting to the woman as well getting on the bus. Yes. Yeah,
2: she like um, runs out of her apartment building kind of panicked.
0: Yeah, she's she's late for a meeting. Um, <laughs> you know, just like how everyone is panicked. She woke I, up late for her alarm. She tries to catch a taxi, almost gets run over. Um as like, well shoot, I yeah. guess the bus will work.
1: Quickly, well, on a bus. Well shoot. <laughs> Well, also, um, has there ever been a case of a bus in Fringe that wasn't, like, a bad thing so far? Because of Jelly Bus, and then also uh, because of Suicide by Bus? like
0: Yeah, I don't... Buses
1: are just bad omens now in Fringe, right? At this point?
0: Listen, public transportation is a lie, and we should abolish it.
1: I mean, it's certainly not been a good look.
0: <laughs> Subways everywhere. That's the only thing. Subways and streetcars, the least expensive methods of transportation. Anyone <laughs> of my family who's listening, I'm sorry that I just pissed you off.
1: Uh, <laughs> None of your family's listening. <laughs> Don't <no>. lie. Uh, <laughs>
0: but basically, the broils, the
2: broils briefing is like their series recap, where mm-hmm. it's yes. an organization called ZFT is funding bioterrorism around the world. We don't know what they want we don't know what their end game is but william bell appears to be funding them
0: yeah. which we do get the great scene of he says uh, william bell the founder of massive dynamic and then you cut to the bus and massive dynamic is oh, the that, side was of a,
1: that was a great cut as well I yeah. lo- did you guys read what the bus said as well because it's a great line
0: no, what I they it.
1: say? It's a great advertisement of just like uh massive dynamic. What do we do? Better question is like what do we not do or something? yeah, oh, yeah it, no, that's what, their
0: that's their slogan. Yeah, it's Aww.
1: what do we do,
2: what don't we do?
1: It's so good, it's such a yeah. good slogan. It's it's just it's once again, it's just general electric, like yeah, <laughs> basically. My
0: favorite part: general electric, but more evil,
1: yeah. Ooh, that's as nice. far as you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but
0: that's... the the woman catches her bus, um, and,
2: and... There's, there's a bunch of small details. Well, small. Some of them are drawn attention to, but like she puts her head on the the window, and it seems to be like a cold day. I'm assuming this is like late fall, early winter in Boston, so the window's kind of fogged up. She puts her head there, and then when she moves it away, there's like a circle around it with
0: some condensation off.
1: Oh damn! I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, she's, she's well. She says,
0: you know, oh, you know, you guys go to the hospital, um, and you're like, okay, cool. Uh, I guess she's not feeling super great, so her meeting's at the hospital. Yeah, um, and then
1: what? Like the... She's not going to a meeting.
0: <laughs> she's late for a meeting, David. It's fine. And then
2: uh, she like looks over at a newspaper, and it starts smoking. And you're like, nothing about this seems okay. Also, you're like, how did nobody else notice this? Yeah. <laughs> And then you get, she's like stumbling in the street and people are like, holy shit, you okay? Something seems wrong. And then one of the coolest, I don't care if it's blatantly VFX because there's no way to do it practically, a tear or some sweat rolls down her cheek because she's like panicked and sweaty and it just catches fire like just a little bit.
1: The start yes. of the explo- like, the start of the CG fire was pretty bad, but when they were so close up, but when they zoomed out, I thought it looked a lot better.
0: Yeah. I know, tier- I just, no, like, no, how... The tear, the- and Charlie, the tear does not catch fire. It evaporates. Um,
2: no, uh, it, the tear rolls down, and it leaves a scar.
0: Yeah, because that's the same thing as having boiling water on your face. No,
2: I know. I'm saying it's a really oh, yeah. cool shot, and I really no, love it.
0: It is it is really good. Um, I, I do agree, though, with David, that the starting of the flames burning...
2: Oh, yeah. I don't
0: no, know how... I don't, like, there's no good way to do it, is the worst thing. Like, there's... Uh Yeah, not...
1: 2009.
0: Not, yeah. TV even, now, even nowadays, fire is just the worst thing to try and animate.
1: Uh No, we've we've got fire down at this point for fire
0: movies
2: and smoke is harder but if you're yes. just doing like a clear fire what
1: was the World war one movie that was one long take
2: 1917
1: yeah that had a lot of really good cg fire in it like yeah, all of the fire was... in that movie was no it was oh, okay. it is... well most of it yeah they use what they what they do nowadays is they essentially have real fire in the scene and then the cg artist will use that as reference to create more fire yeah mm-hmm. and that's how Basically, they make it look like
2: but basically, on a TV budget, it looks good for TV budget. We rag on the, Fringe's bad CG every now and then. This is definitely a case of it, but this isn't one where it's like, what else could they have done?
1: Yeah.
0: Also, we, we rag on their, on their CG, but goddamn, for 2009, their CG was pretty great for TV. Yeah.
2: And then I'm pretty sure that the shot from like the bus driver's point of view, I'm pretty sure they actually got a stunt person and set them on fire. Yeah. Because that looks like real fire.
1: Probably. It feels, I mean that's it feels that's really extreme. It's possible you're right.
0: It, it it's not that hard to do.
1: Some people it's it's one of the standard like stunt people um
0: put it on your
2: reel just so you have yeah, something.
1: Like, it's one of their sizzle reel things. It's, hey, look, I got set on fire. Higher uh, if anything.
2: <laughs> it's like you need I think they recommend two solid layers and then you cover any exposed skin in this special jelly. Okay. And then you can get lit on fire. And it's like, you can stumble around and then just get put out.
1: You know, the fire, like, they try to make it so that it's relatively low temperature flames as well. So, like, the heat doesn't hurt you. Mm -hmm.
2: It's um, the one scene in, I think, season seven of Game of Thrones. A dragon flies over a bunch of soldiers Mm -hmm. and lights them on fire. And everyone's like, oh, wow, that CG looks really good. And then the behind the scenes came out, like, a day later. And they're like, no, we actually set, like, 70 stunt people on fire. Yep. Oh,
1: my God. The anyway. big problem that is that you can't see.
2: Yes, that
1: is <laughs> is the big problem. Is that you can't keep your eyes open. So Anyway, blind.
2: We're getting away from the plot in that this woman spontaneously combusts and explodes.
1: Yes, she um, takes out a bunch of people around her as well.
2: And it really just makes me think that the writers were somehow listening to a 2012 Alicia Keys song while writing this
0: scene.
1: <laughs>
2: because that girl is on fire.
1: God damn. <laughs>
2: they, were, they were
0: they were three years in the future. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we get our cold open, uh, surprisingly quick into the episode, and also not with the woman screaming this time just exploding. <laughs> um, so take your take your pick on which one of those is better. Uh, but when we cut back, we cut back to Walter continuing to investigate uh, the ZFT manifesto. Um, and sort of looking through page by page, kind of like marking things down. Well, he's, um, he's circling all the whys. All the whys, because he knows that his typewriter made it. Yeah. Um, well, so it, not, his type. not particularly his, but like him and him and Belly's.
2: Yeah. So he's showing this because Peter's like, Walter, you've been reading this like so often what's going on. And Walter shows him and Astrid, the manifesto was typed up on this typewriter. So he's yeah. like... He's like, this is William Bell's typewriter.
1: Mm -hmm. To which Peter says, so you're telling me that not only is Bell funding ZFT, but he was also involved with the founding of their manifesto?
0: Yeah, he he founded the manifesto.
1: You know what I mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, being the author
2: of something also means you did found that document.
0: Uh, So we get um, Walter continuing to kind of talk and goes, well, I think there's a part of this manifesto that was missing. Um and uh, they are then pulled away because there's another crime scene, as there
1: always is. Well, I think it's important to say specifically what chapter is missing, and that's the chapter on ethics. Yeah. Specifically. <laughs> ethics.
0: Well, that's that's definitely not important. It's yeah. like the, the least important chapter, you know.
1: Yeah, there's this chapter about morality and ethics that keeps getting referenced, but it's not in the manifesto. <laughs> uh... I think someone took it out.
2: Well, it's great. Is Walter's like I just wish I had the rest of it, and Peter's like there is no rest. And Walter's like, are you, are you kidding me? You're telling me have you read this? Because <laughs> I've read it. I know the man who wrote it. There's a chapter missing. Exactly. And then yeah, they get pulled to the crime scene, and they have uh, I don't know why the police did it, but they made two very nice statues of I guess some victims there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they decided to pull down some statues and then burn them. Uh...
2: It's Pompeian art. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, I can see that. Even
2: though not a lot of people died in Pompeii. Yeah,
1: more yeah. importantly, um, Walter has this enormous slushy that he's carrying around with him, and I could really go for it. No,
2: I saw it and I'm like, Max isn't, or 7 Eleven's not that far away from me. I could be back with some blue raspberry. <laughs> it's a hot summer day.
0: It's, oh, it's, oh my so god, it's so been so bad. hot. It you Both of you guys have a C. Yeah. I, I do not. It's terrible in here.
2: You should go get a slushy and then go look at some charred corpses. It apparently hey, helps.
1: Hey, Nick, why don't you get better AC? <laughs> Listen,
0: the best, the best AC I have is a dehumidifier. It's like AC, but it doesn't make it colder.
2: <laughs> it's like AC. It just lets me sweat more.
0: <laughs>
2: Basically. And then it takes, it takes my sweat from the air and puts it into a bucket so I can save it for later.
0: Mm-hmm. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, everything's
2: so, everything's cool at this crime scene, and Olivia is staring dramatically at the bodies. And then like one of them just goes away.
0: Well no, she's like, she's like, hey, um, I guess we'll like, you know, pack up these two bodies and take them to the uh take them to the lab. To the lab. And it's like, there's two
1: bodies. <laughs> and Olivia's like, yeah, and looks back and then it very dramatically shifts. Yes And the form of one first, body. Yeah, and Olivia kind of goes <laughs> <laughs> what the and, fuck just happened?
0: And David, or, was your immediate
1: thought, "God damn it, John... back!" Oh, I just went, "Oh man, Olivia's broken. She's actually insane now." <laughs> man, what a season! This is why they need needed therapists.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, no, could you imagine the different take the season finale could have been if it ends with Olivia kind of learning some big truth and then getting locked up in the same asylum that Walter did? That would have been interesting. That Much could have been an ender. Darker,
1: different show.
2: Okay, I got, I got the AE point for my fanfic. <laughs> I'm gonna run with that. I'll see you guys later. All right, sounds
0: like a plan. This will I'm become
2: done. a review Charlie's fanfic podcast next I'm week. I'm excited for you to post.
0: I'm excited for you to post your entire fanfic and a twit longer on the Force App Twitter. Please.
1: <laughs> no, please, no. You guys don't have the password to the Twitter. I will lock it up.
0: God damn it, David, don't do this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways um we see nina sharp for what feels like the first time in this entire half season yeah she really has not been here Mm -hmm. um and she shows up to yell at broils because he opened an fbi investigation into massive dynamic and she's like what the fuck bro i have money to burn and he's Um, like your founder is linked to a terrorist organization
0: and at this point, you go, ah, yes, just what I expected, a large corporation to come in and uh, bully the FBI and to stop investigating things. Just like normal.
1: Well, per- well, first of all, it's not bully broiled, it's bully Philip. Yes. Which further extends my theory that they're fucking... <laughs> i do can't wait think for baby to have hand. that confirmed
0: or denied by the end of season five
1: <laughs> she just walks in and goes hey philip what the fuck's going on
2: do you think her mechanical hand has like kink settings we've talked about this
1: before guys we do not Can need to go here again it's kinkier if she uses the hand in sex or if she takes the hand off during sex
0: <laughs> is Broyles a stump humper
1: <laughs> like what
0: do you think would be worse no, the the worst is if it does have kink settings, but also she takes it off oh, so that yeah, oh, is it absent of the
1: stump? Yeah, and then just... she then she has a separate hand that she uses just <laughs> for <laughs> <her> set.
0: Anyway, moving <laughs> <we're laughs> away from this because we've already had this discussion,
1: and we'll have it as many times as we need to. We don't need to though.
2: But basically. Nina's like, "Hey, it's ridiculous that William is a terrorist." And bros is like, T- "Have him tell that to my face." And she's like, "He can't. He's traveling all dramatically." <laughs> not a good poker
1: face from Nina there. Yeah, about the traveling. She's not wrong. <laughs> now get your spoilers out of here, Nick. <laughs>
0: um,
1: well, no, he's out of country. So uh we then go uh after they have their sort of conversation i think we cut back to olivia who walks oh, into the office there 1st we're at the sorry. autopsy yes.
2: where walter's like did you know that the human body has enough energy in it due to matter to equate to like a thermonuclear device
1: he specifically says two thermonuclear <laughs> yeah, devices
2: and then peter's like that's theoretical though you know that and walter's like haha but i'm right and you believe me <laughs>
1: he's I, like I, I, yes. make a note i do like it well walter's so happy i think he's literally like ah oh, finally my son agrees with me
2: <laughs> and then walter's <laughs> like I, I want to get a closer coming. look at some of these scrapings let's kick on the electron microscope because we have one of those and peter's like eh, can we do a regular microscope because i may have taken the electron one apart for reasons <laughs>
0: Which, that's just upsetting, because if they actually did have an electron microscope, those things are expensive. Those, those are not cheap.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> And then we go to Olivia going okay. to the office. Yes. And we get a completely normal scene.
1: Um, Where she walks in, talks to, goes to Bros. Oh, I thought I had you pegged as a man of habit. And Bros goes, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and like, cool. I guess you
0: just moved your desk, but you don't want to talk about it because of reasons. Anyways,
1: uh, so we've got this sketch of this person the bus driver saw her and uh, said what stop she landed on. And Bros goes, "Okay, cool. What about the second one?" And Olivia goes, "Wait, what? What second one?" I'm being
2: fucked with. <laughs> Like man,
1: why why is there this elaborate joke on this horrifying case? Why is everyone gaslighting me? How did this happen?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is is it my birthday? Is someone pranking me today?
1: And so Olivia has, like, a moment of what the fuck is going on, and then we get another shift. And... Yeah,
2: and she turns around and Bro's is like, the fuck are you doing in my office when I'm not here?
1: And it's also Olivia just standing next to a bunch of random, like, next to, like, a waiting area or something. <laughs> and Bro's desk is on the other side of the room. And, and also just...
0: the other slightly more jarring thing of, like, if you look out the window, man, the the entire, like, lighting and everything has changed.
1: Yeah, apparently,
0: yeah. Uh, whatever she's saying, the lighting's
1: different. <laughs>
0: It's it's significantly more blue wherever she
1: goes. Yeah, yeah.
2: And then but, uh, we know, go ahead. Um, we get hey, remember Sanford Harris, that character that was going to be important, and then they ditched him for like eight episodes.
1: <laughs> I mean, he popped in now and then to remind us that he existed.
2: <laughs> he was there for like a scene because the actor needed to like contractually be in like five shots. I'm sure. <laughs> to get paid and he's like fine i guess i can't be a phone call this episode <laughs> which i have nothing against this actor i've seen him in other stuff he's great it's just i don't know he was there and it was like "Ooh, big bad like the one hospital director in house season one to- that they then ship away because that was a bad choice
1: to be fair i kind of like it because he shows up and does the same thing he does every episode, which is like try to be an obstacle to solving the case. And this is the first time where no one gives a shit. Essentially. (laughs) Olivia never gave a shit in the first place, but usually Broyles is like, listen, we gotta listen to him. We gotta calm down. But in this case, he walks away, and Olivia goes, are we really listening? And Broyles just goes, fuck no. Go investigate!
2: (laughs) Yeah, because he comes in, and he's like, what are you doing implicating uh, William Bell in terrorism. And it's like, well, you got testimony of a dead man. It's like, eh, we got a hell of a lot more than that. Like, we can't just ignore this. Mm -hmm. And Sanford's like, no, you are going to ignore this. And then Olivia's like, we're gonna do this? And (laughs) Burles just deadass looks her in the eye and is like, do investigate this.
1: Of course not. You must be crazy. (laughs) You You must think there's been two bodies for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So, um, they start doing a deeper investigation, which they, uh, find out sort of, um, sorry, do we cut back to the autopsy here? As yeah, they take off correct?
2: the, yeah, they take off the lower jaw and then scan right. it.
1: Right, also, I thought we got some really judgmental facts from Astrid, who, uh, takes a look at the lower jaw and just goes, mm, should've, uh, flossed more.
2: Yeah, on some charred-ass <laughs> teeth, Astrid.
1: <laughs> no need to be so judgmental.
2: These are people's <laughs> remains.
1: And then they take the uh, teeth and just put them on what looks to be like a office scanner. Which, I mean, apparently that's just what they do. Because uh, if you've ever seen Bones, that's not enough. Ugh, <laughs>
2: I hated Bones. That's <laughs> really? a story for another time. Like, I, we'll, do a, we'll do like a single episode potentially at some point. I just want to rant about some arcs in that show for a solid twenty minutes, and I'll be happy.
1: Because I remember <laughs> you and your uh, your girlfriend were watching the entire show when we were living together.
0: Yes, that's yeah. that's what I that's what I mean about me be, be being like really. I did not ex- I, I expected, considering you watched that entire show, that you at least you know tolerated it.
2: I, like I said, I have issues with it. <laughs> it's All a right. it was a decent crime procedural. We'll leave it at that, and like.
1: Look Dang forward to uh, episode 22 of Four Seasons in a Funeral. Bonus episode 2, Other Crime procedurals. No, I want
0: to get into season 2, David. I want to I start making you watch new episodes, David.
1: No, we're going to milk season 1 for as long as we can. No! <laughs> episode 23 is going to be uh, a deeper look into <laughs> season 1. No, please. Again? <laughs> Why? Why would you do
0: this to me?
2: It'll just be seasons. It'll just be episodes of us being like, Joshua Jackson still hasn't responded to our tweet for an interview, so you <laughs> and that's what it'll be until we get a response. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they scan the teeth, and then um, they get a hit mm-hmm. on a woman named Susan mm-hmm. Scratt. Yep. Uh, they go to her apartment, her and Charlie, to go look around. And this is where knowing what's happening, I'm already disappointed in Charlie, and you guys know why.
1: Wait, why are you disappointed <laughs> in Charlie?
2: Uh, I'll get to it then.
1: I'll okay. get to it. Um, I did like the little interaction they had where they uh, tried the door, or sort of, and no one, no one. Sorry, no, that's later. Never mind.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, we're, they're investigating the. Uh, uh, they're investigating Susan Pratt's apartment. Um, looking around. Uh, God,
1: they open the her closet. closet. Yes, yes, David. Well, I was going to say
0: you're going to be
2: so happy about this. They aren't look- you? They're like, they're like, has no boyfriend. Doesn't really look like she has any friends. Oh, and then she opens the closet, and David, what do they see?
1: Dark clothing. Dark clothing. <laughs> I wrote it in such big letters <laughs> in my notes. It's just watched, I watched. I watched
0: specifically that. I was watched specifically that little part and went, "Oh, David's. David's going to want to talk about this for a while."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that I think I've noticed in Fringe it has like a long running like. Hint for anything is the dark clothing, <laughs> and so I've clutched onto it and I'm constantly watching for it now. <laughs> Every time that we you meet a new character,
0: if they show like, their clothing, like, I
1: knew like, oh, that's <laughs> a secret.
2: <laughs> uh, but they're looking around, and Charlie is like, I found something. And Olivia's like, I found something too. And Olivia found a check for $30,000, which is <laughs> okay, yeah, to Susan Pratt.
0: Um I'm just and impressed then, that she hadn't cashed it yet, because like this was before the days of, you know, take a photo of your check.
2: Yeah, and then oh, Charlie, no. Charlie opens the bathroom door, looking all smug, like I found something better. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, the me- look on his face, he's like, oh, you found a check? Look at what I found. A bathroom that's completely charred.
0: And also and once-
2: fire extinguishers in the tub.
0: Once again, the other thing that you'll notice and what was kind of jarring about it was she's talking to Charlie. Charlie's very obviously in a different room. And then she mentions the check and Charlie's voice is so much closer. Like he's right beside her. Mm -hmm. It it Um, seems
2: like it's 80 yard. Probably. Yeah.
0: It feels well, it feels it feels weird. And then you look in the background and you can just see out the windows and the lighting's a lot more blue than it used to be. Yep. Really strange. (laughs) Um, And then you look in a bathroom
1: and... and it's all kinds of burnt up it's just like her closet (laughs) i liked the touch of the fire extinguishers and just the two of them (laughs) well i just like it and then it's the bathroom because like yeah if i was having fire problems i would try to keep it contained to the room that had water (laughs) like it makes sense to me
2: if i'm gonna catch fire i'm just gonna like stand in the shower
0: well, so it's important to recognize, and like you know, we we get more into it into it later. But it's not like she just like you know would randomly catch on fire and then put herself out. No, it was yeah. like she was making things catch on fire. Yeah, was she like, was. All right,
1: maybe the she, bathroom will be fine for this. She was unfortunately not turning into the human torch.
2: <laughs>
1: Flame on! Oh my god! Oh no! No no no! Why would I do this? Oh, human torch! when he's not immune to the fire. Oh god! What a terrible power! <laughs>
0: I mean, just self-immolation, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. uh, but then we cut back, and Walters complaining that he wants Frankenberries mm-hmm. yes. because he needs to remember stuff about the manifesto. And it was he—he he had Frankenberries for breakfast that day when Belly, I think, bought the the, type, the uh, typewriter. Yeah. And
1: yeah, so Peter's like, to... Frankenberries
0: don't exist anymore.
1: Which they didn't. They, they uh, stopped making them. It's
0: upsetting. But don't worry, he found a bunch of knockoff brand cereals, because that way there was no uh, product placement.
2: Is, <laughs> is one of the knockoff brands perhaps Berry Booze? Because that's what Susan Pratt has in her cupboard when they're looking through her kitchen.
1: Really? Do you think yeah. just- I
2: did not catch that
0: little thing. <laughs> I
1: went. Would- we made extra boxes and the set dresser was just like fuck it here we have an extra one just put it in there well no
0: the the box that uh, walter's holding is berry boom yeah, yeah sorry berry boom yeah um i was i
2: went back because the box caught my eye i thought it was going to be frankenberries for reveal oh. purposes later oh
1: there was also an interesting shot while they were investigating the um uh her what's it called her apartment where it was showing an arthur c clark book I thought for a prolonged amount of time. What book was that? I didn't catch Um, it. um, Oh,
0: here I'll
2: grab grab that real quick. uh, Childhood's End. Yeah, because it was
1: definitely on for like a frame or two, and Olivia was staring at it. It gets
2: it gets center frame for like uh, two, three
1: seconds. I bet the book right next to it is going to be the hint for next week. (laughs) Ooh, Uh, David's
0: already taking his bets. Charlie, do not say what it is.
1: That or one of the um, cereal boxes has a hint. <laughs> All right, um, those are
0: what David's gu- those are what David's guesses are. We'll get back to that next episode because that's when we bring <laughs> out the hints. It is. So look forward to next week <laughs> when David gets upset even more because he didn't get it right. Uh, but so uh, so with there,
2: very Boom. We also have Cocoa Munchies, <laughs> which <laughs> There's... appear to be like Nesquik cereal. No, it's Cocoa Puffs don't look like cocoa i guess cocoa well nesquick and cocoa puffs are kind of the same thing
1: there's there's a cocoa puffs knockoff there's apple jacks knockoff oh, that nesquick cereal was my favorite as a kid because it made chocolate milk afterwards i would drink it up was delicious yeah but uh they're talking about the cereal and how uh Walter really wants uh Frankenberry but they don't have it. And so Olivia shows up and Walter like points at her and just goes ah uh Olivia, we guess you're a cornflake gal, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Olivia just kind of goes, "Yeah, sure."
0: <laughs> I, I guess.
1: I really thought Walter was going to go into um why Kellogg invented cornflakes there.
2: <laughs> I'm sure that was written and then Fox okay. went, "No."
1: <laughs> Fun fact for those of you at home that don't know the story, uh, Kellogg was a interesting man and he invented cornflakes because he thought having really bland food would stop people from masturbating. <laughs> and he was uh, not about that masturbation business.
2: What he was part of some religious sect that
0: was Yes.
1: I think he was a Quaker. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that, that makes
0: sense. Checks out, but yeah, no, um, that that but, does feel like exactly the kind of fact that they would make Walter give as well. Yeah. Like that is,
1: which I am shocked it wasn't <laughs> like, brought up.
0: I can I can see
2: Walter being like, "Oh, from my time in the asylum, I can tell you that's not true." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like something like that, can and then Peter being like, my... <laughs> Oh gross."
1: That sounds so much like a joke they would put.
2: (laughs) Right? Like, it writes itself, and it's perfect. And I'm honestly shocked it's not in there.
1: Yeah. But anyways,
0: um, they they then start investigating uh, the person who wrote the check um, (laughs) for uh, our dearly departed Susan. And and we see
2: two FBI agents uh, commit break and enter. Oh, yeah. into, into a legal premises. They they find
1: out.
0: Well, no, they knock first. It's fine. And then <laughs> Olivia find... picks the lock. <laughs> oh, and then and, well, the important thing to recognize is Olivia picks the lock and is knowingly there. And Charlie's just like, "Listen, I don't know you. If we get caught."
1: <laughs> I thought it was an interesting line because Charlie's giving him her all this shit for it, and I'm like, "You used a lockpick in the last episode as well." I mean, <laughs> sure, it was part of the raid you guys were doing, but.
2: That no knock warrant you apparently had.
1: Yeah. Don't worry about it. And, and, and then <laughs> I don't know if
2: Massachusetts had a ruling on in 2009. Probably did. It's a long standing issue.
0: Yes. But, Besides um, the point. But then, so, yeah, so you, they break into the office, and it's the weirdest law office ever because it's very empty.
1: It looks
2: like <laughs> the legal office from Daredevil, but as far as we know, no blind man is a lawyer here.
1: As far as we know. <laughs>
2: And even then, their law office was decorated with,
0: like, their degrees. Yeah, it wasn't just a blank office with a single phone.
1: Well, that's, honestly, I think it feels like something he set up just to deal with, uh, what's yeah. her name? No, it's, and it's, it, wasn't, it, feel, it is a Shell Corporation. Yeah, like, it's it very definitely
0: feels... Like set up for Shell Corporation. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And then, um,
2: Olivia walks outside, and I guess that door had a button to up the saturation level. <laughs>
1: As Um, (laughs) she uh, goes into the blue world again. Because
2: she walks outside and everything is on fire. And I mean that literally.
1: Mm. An
2: ambulance drives by and there's someone saying, get to the nearest emergency shelter. A parking garage and skyscraper apartment building are both on fire.
0: Yeah. It's more than one skyscraper. There's a lot of things on fire.
2: Yeah. And then she kind of shakes and saturation levels go back
0: down. Everything is a nice warm color everything's fine again
2: there's also
0: an impressive amount of graffiti for you know a boston uh a random street on
1: boston there yeah (laughs) but at this point olivia decides yeah i gotta go talk to someone about this yeah (laughs) that's not okay well Well, it's like you can hallucinate
2: for like 20 different reasons and only five (laughs) of them are drugs
0: because of course we do once again get that like you sure you didn't take any lsd Like, Walter really wants everyone to take some LSD.
1: But, uh, so he starts explaining, like, okay, so this is probably something that's just deja vu. And it's going to be the parallel universe conversation, which we get. Which I think is just, uh, should have been Walter going, so have you seen Sliders? What about (laughs) Quantum Leap? (laughs) Star Trek. Trek. (laughs) Quantum
2: Leap wasn't parallel universes. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It was a dude jumping around time.
1: And parallel universes.
2: We need to watch Quantum Leap.
1: There's five seasons.
2: Is the last one terrible? Probably. No, this was brought up. We'll have to skip a couple episodes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. But Um, no,
2: it's just Walter being like, hey, yeah, deja vu. Yeah, deja vu isn't like Matrix-y stuff. It's you are glimpsing into a parallel world.
0: Which is a, a... a method of explaining that i guess which is a new take on deja vu it's it really is it's a good one too i enjoy it as a take uh, i think that's
2: the first time i've heard deja vu being used like that in a sci-fi show it because like matrix was like oh it's this, is how, the you know it. yeah, this yes. is how you know it's a virtual world as you see the same thing twice they've changed something um uh, my favorite German TV show, Dark, actually uses the term "glitch" in the Matrix several times, and it becomes a plot point later on. <laughs> um, which is like... weird that "glitch" in the Matrix for deja like deja vu moved to "glitch" in the Matrix, and mm-hmm. that became its own
1: term. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that because pop culture should exist in other like TV shows, and like it seems weird to exclude stuff like that to me. Like if oh. anything that breaks my suspension of disbelief more. When oh, they- no,
2: it's also great to hear the characters be like, oh, yeah, glitch und the Matrix.
1: <laughs> well, that's my uh, biggest problem with zombie movies is when someone sees a zombie and they don't go, oh, shit, that's a zombie. <laughs> like
0: Also, <laughs> in general, pop, pop culture references...
1: Um, are normally like they're
0: normally put in better and make the world a lot better compared to when uh instead you've got like you know they try and like bring in something that's like a hot topic of debate at the time Mm -hmm. of the episode Um, yeah yeah because those ones you you just kind of like cringe a little bit like it happens you're like ooh, i know why that's there
2: (laughs) yeah you need you need references that are like timeless or well established when you're making the thing Mm -hmm. like Uh, scary movie is an example of what not to do because almost all the references in scary movie no one will get today
1: hey to be fair scary movie wasn't looking for was only looking to make money for the week it came out so that's no, why they did what
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah it worked I, very well for that like that's the thing timely timely references work very well at the moment they come out uh, yeah but then you you go
2: to stuff like um i always like the zucker brothers movie so like airplane naked gun those have references for the time that go over people's heads, but they also have kind of long-standing pop culture reference or um, Weird Al's movie. Um, oh, what was it? It's like high frequency or... Um, I, don't, oh. I don't know what it is. I don't think I've seen that. VH, VHF, I think. Very high frequency. That one has pop culture references, but you could sit like a 13-year-old down and make them watch that movie. And they would laugh and find the jokes funny because the references aren't tied to, like, oh, you had to know who this guy was. Like, you you don't have to know who OJ Simpson is (laughs) to get this joke. And then another show will have an OJ Simpson. And if you don't know sports or pop culture at all during that time, you're not going to get that joke.
0: All right, back, back to the episode. We're a little bit too far to it <laughs> of the tangent there.
1: In this episode so far.
0: Um, so we then have Astrid interrupt their uh, parallel universe discussion and uh, yeah, say they're talking
2: hey. about deja vu. They're talking about deja
0: vu. Jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> and we have her go, "Hey, uh, I found this dude's like website, um, and he's talking about how there was another uh, like spontaneous cubic combustion case." Um. Looks like this weird website, but maybe you guys want to go check it out. Here's here's the dude's address. Luckily, um, he's only a
1: short drive away. Yeah, Gilbert <laughs>
0: Malden. Um, and we then cut to oh. the, the classic most paranoid, most paranoid guy possible. Um, mm-hmm. when they knock on the door, have to show their FBI credentials. Which, good on him, at least for asking for those. Um, yeah. and then he unlocks five separate deadbolts. Um. To get to get to allow them into his apartment.
1: Do, <laughs> does having more deadbolts make your door more secure?
0: It like, means that if you lose a key, they need four more of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it
1: does. Like I don't know if it makes it more structurally secure or not.
0: I would say it makes it least uh, it makes it less, but it's it does mean that it requires five separate keys plus <laughs> I'm guessing probably the door handle's key to get into
1: listen, his apartment. Listen, that dude doesn't leave his apartment. It's fine. Yeah,
2: it's <laughs> Yeah, um, and so Peter and Olivia talk to him, and it's—he's like, "Oh, I can't trust you. You're a Fed." And Peter's like, "Oh, I'm not a Fed, though. You can trust me. I am a seeker of the truth, like you." <laughs> And that gets the guy to flip, even though there's an FBI agent right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, just immediately he's like, "Cool, you're you're one of us," and explains the entire plot. It feels like that's happened in the past couple episodes. Um, just you know,
1: <laughs> right on. <laughs> Going on about how uh, Massive Dynamic is merely a shell company for William Bell, in order for him to conduct all of these drug trials, in order to uh, create all these super experiments. And that the people dying were simply super soldiers who were trying to be awoken that couldn't like couldn't handle their powers, and that they had to be awoken for the upcoming war. Yeah, the upcoming and war against the Khan, or like, I mean, like they had to be super soldiers like the Khan. At which point against, Peter goes, "No, what? it's
2: against the Romulans from the future."
1: Well, yeah, but he says like the Khan because they're yes. super soldiers, and then yeah, Peter he's goes, like,
2: "He's like from Wrath of Khan."
1: He's like, "Yes." like, oh, who are we fighting the war against? Romulans from the future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're change the timeline.
2: <laughs> and they're like, how do you know this? And he goes, oh, I am the son of Sarek. I am Spock's son. Or no, which I am is-
0: Spock. Which is incredible, given, you know, specifically one of the actors of the TV show. Well,
1: that's the entire reason they put this in here, right? It's so is good, because yeah. they, had, <laughs> they had Emoi, right? Otherwise they wouldn't have made this
2: joke. Joshua Jackson gives a perfect Vulcan salute, just like leg crossed over one another. Like, oh god, this guy's crazy. Okay, live long and prosper, dude. It's
0: wonderfully done. I it's it's great.
1: The greatest thing is the look of rapt attention on Olivia's face as she's paying as she's listening. And the second Star Trek is mentioned, just Olivia instantly tunes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see she
0: immediately goes out and help. Oh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> And he, then, he, he was on. He was onto something. But, oh, he's real crazy.
2: And uh, and then in some dialogue, I'm sure, just to show us how powerful Nina is, it cuts to her on the phone call, and she goes, "I'm so sorry, Mister Prime Minister. You're going to have to hold for a second. She's like,
1: mm, <laughs> "That's normal." That was. That is a good line. It's a good flex from Nina. <laughs>
2: It's like in How I Met Your Mother where Barney's like, ah, oh, yes, my screaming pyramid. Turns out, I'm above the president of France, or the prime minister of France. <laughs> and then Nina's talking to somebody, and um, she's like, I need a helicopter, like, now. And, and then, you know, goes back to her call
0: with, uh, with the prime minister. Oh, like, I think apologies. she just hangs up, and you're like, yeah. "Yes, fair. And she's like, apologies, something's come up, but I'll need to talk with you later. And you're like, all right, still a big flex. <laughs>
2: Very, very big. I wish I could hang up on world leaders.
1: Do you, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, nice.
2: I wish I could hang up on world leaders and not cause an international... In-
1: I don't know. I had to leave you a... do that. <laughs> I had to leave a person meeting today, and I like after I hung up, I felt like I had to go throw up for the anxiety. I don't know <laughs> if I'd be able to talk to a world leader. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh... uh.
0: Leading meetings is fun, isn't it?
1: Oh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> but it's so great. People asking oh. questions and me going, "That's a good question. I'll get back to you on that." <laughs> 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 Rapidly typing down <laughs> notes who to ask questions. Uh, so, uh, that's my way. Like.
0: Yep. Anyways, uh, we cut back. We cut back, and we're now in the FBI office, uh, Charlie. Since mm-hmm. we've been tangenting, Nick, do you want to go all out and marathon us through? Oh god, damn it! Are we making me do this again? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, all right. We, we come back into the FBI office and Olivia's like, God damn it. I got to get back to that. I got to get back, back to the alternate universe. Um,
2: got to get back, Peter, <laughs> back to the AU.
0: <laughs> and, uh, they're talking about how to do it. And yeah, you know, she's, uh, you know, it's got the whiteboard behind talking about Susan Pratt being like, I know that they know more information. Um, and then we get once again, our very good friend, uh, <laughs> Mr. Definitely not sexual assaulter um, coming in, <laughs> uh, coming in and uh, being like, "Hey, Olivia, what are, what are you talking about about this this like alternate universe and things?" Uh, Olivia's like, "Don't worry about it. There's there's nothing going on there." He's like, "All right, cool. Here, um, I got this piece of paper. You got to go follow up on." And Olivia's like, "Why are you making me do a psych evaluation?" He's like, "We're all worried about you, Olivia. Go do a psych. Go do a psych evaluation." And.
2: There, I think I feel like there's a reference to the earlier scene in season one where Olivia like kind of chews out Broyles, and it's like, oh, it always comes back to like, oh, you're acting emotionally. She's like, I do, and Harris is like, it's because you, you're acting emotional, like
0: now. And Olivia's like, you're damn fucking right, I'm emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she storms back over to her desk um, after essentially being like, fine, I guess I'll do a psyche eval, uh, and picks up the phone, and the phone changes colors which is totally normal. Um, <laughs> and fortunately, this time she goes, hmm, everything is a little
1: bit more blue than normal. Uh, <laughs> My phone went from being black to bright red. Something's and, and not everything, right. Everything, everything, everything else blue. is more blue. And once again,
0: everyone's, everyone's freaking out in this FBI office. Um, like they're, they're obviously in the middle of something. Um but she's like, "Hey, uh, Charlie, can I get some more info on the the the, the twins, like those two or those two people?" Uh, sorry, they're not twins, yeah, we don't know that.
2: <laughs> also, Charlie's got a nasty scar down Charlie's got an awesome
1: eye.
0: face scar now. Charlie, it's it's almost like Nick Lane's scar, like they they almost got Brandon the same way, but Charlie's doesn't say two on it. No, his is one because Charlie's number one. He
1: is. Ooh, you're already saying that because you share a name. (laughs) Listen, I'll take number two on the podcast. That's nice and in the middle. Um,
0: and and Charlie, this see, I'm I'm not gonna lie. This little scene right here felt a lot like what's happened a lot of the time in D and D, David, where. Specifically, my character walks into something and is like, hey, can I get some information? And the person goes, the fuck? Why are you talking about that? There's this terrible thing happening right now. My character's <laughs> like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh.
1: Well, just stop doing that, then. Stop Never. going into situations, asking about random crap when there are other things
2: happening. No, but now this is where we find out Susan Pratt had or has a twin. Cause Cause that's that's what what just like, why are you talking
0: Charlie? about those twins.
2: Why are you that's talking about two twins? Charlie he should have known that she had a twin, dead or otherwise. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. yeah, no, I was disappointed as well. <laughs> but, this uh, is
2: not the last time Fringe pulls twin shit off either, and he better be on top of it.
1: <laughs> uh, the alt Charlie does have a great line where he's like, we have the entire city in a quarantine and on lockdown, and you care about two charred twins?
0: <laughs> and Olivia
1: just kind of goes, I just want to take another look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Once again, I, I just, it constantly felt like the whole d and Like thing. I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden the lighting gets warmer again. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Well, she gets a look at the file, first of all.
0: Yes, she gets a look at the file. Um, and what's really great, I, I'm not sure if you guys noticed on the file as well, um, you, you've got the image on the file and it's the two people and it's uh, two faces on the top and then it flips. And all of a sudden it's a single body and one image.:
1: Yeah, I saw that. that was really cool.
0: And it, yeah, it's, it's really well done. I love I love basically all of the flips are really, really well done in this episode um, uh,
2: And then um, hey, Isaac Winter is the dude who cut Susan Pratt the check and set up like a fake law office. Hey, he's visiting her sister now. nothing bad's going to happen.
0: Nothing bad could
2: happen here especially when olivia and peter go to her apartment and there's obvious signs of a some struggle, of struggle <laughs> yeah. um and oh, stuff we, has we been uh, melted and there's a fire
1: we missed a great moment as well because olivia comes back from the altered universe and then goes to charlie and and they they start searching essentially if there was a twin and which for yeah. you, ch- you get a line from charlie going hey she doesn't have any siblings i checked <laughs> which does imply he went to check because she is a twin but she ran away from home and, yes. pre- and faked her death which is why they couldn't find her
2: it's pretty it's incredible
0: her.
1: or at least the, the, the original person will fake their death originally
0: um but anyways they then go to the they then go to the uh uh her apartment um and they're starting to like scour for evidence uh and peter goes this window is interesting and starts touching the window uh and you get a great scene of the guy being like hey stop doing that that's not okay <laughs> and he's like it's fine don't worry about him to which no that guy's right that's not cool <laughs> well, yeah the also... guy's like we haven't lifted prince
2: you're obviously new around here and olivia's like techie shut the fuck up don't you know who the <laughs> real people are. we also get peter
0: being like you're new around here
2: <laughs> he's like you're not gonna need to lift for prince
0: um and, and he then cuts out a nice little circle of uh, glass from this uh, obviously slightly melted glass. He yeah.
1: he cuts the circle out of glass very relaxed and practiced, like as if he's yeah. been doing this all also, the time.
2: With I think his own glass cutting tools,
1: <laughs> he brought that from home.
0: <laughs> isn't that what you bring to every crime scene? Uh,
1: I mean, if the crime, if technically if the scene isn't a crime scene <laughs> yet, then yes, I do bring glass cutters.
0: <laughs> Listen, and one day it will be. But um, crazy. but we then get Peter going. Hey, I think I know how to like figure out more about what's going on. Um, and we cut to what Peter's project has been, which is he took apart like very very expensive equipment to build something to help get uh, to help um, digitize records, digitize old records. Um, and to be fair, they're waterlogged. Like he's talking about how they're like ruined records. Yeah, um, yeah. like you couldn't play them and
2: digitally scan them in this way. So yeah. he. He transformed an electron microscope to take and a bunch
0: a- of other equipment.
2: Like Walter's take- talking through this entire episode a- about it.
1: And a Geiger counter as well that Walter mentions.
2: Because I think, what does it do? It takes a very high res, like 3D scan of in theory. Well, the well
1: not record, even 3D. an electron microscope would be a, it's just a regular 2D picture. It's just extremely high resolution and it really creates,
2: res. creates a digital record that the computer will then analyze and play.
1: Yep, so which, technically the science makes sense.
2: Yeah, it's taking basically taking a depth map of the record.
1: Yeah, and then you translate that to an analog sort of thing and then digitize that to get the sound. Like it yes, that is possible. This, I, I also I really do say, like
0: that they bring like this is still in the victim's apartment. Like they bring yeah, up this thing.
1: Like bringing the glass thing to the lab, they bring <laughs> all this equipment and it needs power, so they plugged it into the victim's apartment <laughs> as well
2: um it's amazing <laughs> i will say too the the science behind the glass stuff so the what they're trying to do is well if the glass was melting then anyone talking there the sound waves would have been imprinted onto the glass as it was melting like a vinyl record the sciences sound on that because i think harvard or somebody did experiments where they were able to pick up rec- um people talking through the vibrations on
0: glass It'd be interesting to see, like, I'm curious to see if they could be stored, because what they're saying here is that these vibrations got stored, which is an entirely different thing. That's where it kind of,
1: because I don't understand how you would would rewind on that if it's just, like, the start and the beginning of the sound vibrations, like, it's not going to be recorded like a vinyl record in a spiral around it where you could read it, like, that's where it kind of falls apart.
0: But anyways, we then have uh, Peter take his scan, start doing his stuff, um, and a really, really annoying high-pitched sound comes out and just demolishes the class, um, to which Walter's first thought is, that could have been one of my records. You know, a normal thing. Like, um, honestly, yeah, no, pretty normal. Uh, but Peter's like, don't worry, I, I already got the scan, it's fine. Um, and he starts fiddling around with it, and he's got like a little like DJ turntable beside him um, to like speed it up and play it backwards and things. Um it's it's great Which, um, again why? <laughs> because it's cool um so he's mix he's messing around with the mixer and he's like trying to get everything right and all of a sudden um what sounds like just white noise turns into uh voices and like very very clear voices um and they hear the sounds of a struggle um and then uh, a phone number being dialed and a man saying it's been done uh, and that's all that they get um and olivia goes hey cool let's listen to that phone number again and see if we can figure out who it is by like listening to the dial tones um and which nope yeah that works uh that's yeah. fair uh yes that is that's that's still that done that today that's um, what all yep. those uh machines i, I will say this call is call the here. most
2: kind of csi-ish fringe has gotten in a long while
0: <laughs> and i love it because it's with dj equipment um yeah.
2: where this isn't like far out there suspension of disbelief like hey i hooked an antenna into a dude's brain through injecting it with heavy metals and he picks up on a frequency <laughs> outside the range of known frequencies which even then saying that doesn't make sense whatever fuck it it's cool this yep. is so close to actual science that you're like that's not right uh this but seems anyway. like
1: it could be on an episode of like of, of regular crime yeah. yeah but anyways this, this like... almost
2: I, I swear to god this might be on bones it
1: very well But we're not going into
0: Bones now. Uh, moving back, moving back, um, Olivia then has like an app or something that allows her to just like dial whatever number those tones were. Um,
1: Which, whoa, Olivia, why do you just have that app already installed?
0: Don't yeah. worry about it. That's just what her phone had in the phone app. Um, and uh, she, she dials the number, calls, uh, and no one else but our favorite man, Sanford Harris, picks up on the other end.
2: Oh... Uh, uh. Because we needed more of a reason to hate this guy.
0: Turns
1: yes. out he's a traitor. So
2: Charlie and Olivia start following him.
1: Yup. And this is a case of um, Harris being bad at his job as a spy and traitor because he's very easily followed.
2: By another. Like, he's driving a big black sedan, and he's being followed by another big black sedan. Like, I get nervous seeing those on the street, and I'm not a criminal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but Charlie—he's like an old white dude. He doesn't care. That's, that's true.
1: <laughs> oh, too real, too real.
0: <laughs> Anyways, there's all of these big black sedans that are just surrounding the guy um, as he goes into this uh, as he goes into this garage, and the door and he's like, "Cool, must behind. be a convention." Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Who would have guessed that they would all have had like you know a rally here in this warehouse district? Um, and to no one's surprise, uh, we we get our favorite no-knock warrants again. Um, uh, and... You don't need a warrant if you have a
2: probable uh-huh. suspicion of a yeah. of a crime being committed. Which I guess you're which assuming be someone's been kidnapped and
0: yeah, been no, not that one. Kidnapping. But um, we get Sanford Harris um, essentially looking in on the terribleness that is happening to our poor kidnapped victim, Nancy Lewis. <laughs> um,
2: And then Olivia goes into a room and sees a bunch of pictures of her.
0: Yep, Yep. and a bunch of basically corroborating that. Yeah, no, he knew what was going on and was not on the right side. Uh, Yeah, and then oh, creepy.
2: And then FBI agent gets shot because
1: in the head as well.
2: That's a that security guard had good aim. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, nasty. (laughs) So Olivia also manages to shoot the Isaac Harris. Or not Isaac. Isaac Winters? Uh, yeah, Isaac Winters. He yes. was in like two scenes. We don't yeah, care don't. about him. He's, about he's name, dead. That's the loose end tied up. He got gut <laughs> shot. He's going to bleed out very slowly.
0: Oh, yeah. And Olivia goes in to go help the kidnap victim because obviously no one's there. Yep. Um, And Sam yep. Harris is like, hey.
1: Hey, I'm here. Lockheed at the, the door. door. And she's going to explode. <laughs> You've been in this situation before. <laughs> yep. Literally. <I> also...
2: <laughs> I also love how she's like, open the door, and she's pointing a gun, and there's like a pane of glass, and Harris is like, fuck no. And Olivia's like, well, I guess I'm going to kill my boss now, and shoots twice. Unfortunately, it's bulletproof the glass. glass. But I do love how she's like, eh, fuck this.
0: Um and uh Harrison is like, hey, gives a call to whoever his bosses are, uh, and says, Hey, um, she's been activated. Um and doesn't mention that there, you know, there's been an issue where he's been discovered. Um Yeah. Yep. Like he's he's pretty sure at this point that uh Olivia is just there by herself. Um and we also get a great shot of the light box really quickly as well. Yes, um, the light box test the is there. Yes. Which means his boss is probably Z F T or ZFT. ZFT. Um, but uh, she, Nancy, starts to like freak out, and you can see that she's getting hot um, and is like sweating. And you can see the same thing starting to happen. And Olivia realizes exactly what needs to happen, which is she needs to focus her, uh, yeah, her attention onto something else, anything else. Um, <laughs> Maybe at that the point, we, who did this to her? And at this point, Sanford Harris's, you know, voice comes over on the intercom, and she starts looking at him. Yep. <laughs> and then and he, he starts sweating because you know it's warm out there. <laughs>
2: And then he catches on fire. And again, um, from the Wikipedia page, they did set an actor, a stunt person, on real fire again. Oh, Damn! Oh my gosh! Um, oh wow! No, that was actually um, when so his arm catches. Actor- when <laughs> his arm catches fire, that That's, was the actor. Nice. Damn!
1: Because that was really cool. <laughs> and then,
2: then they had a a stunt man stand in, <laughs> be burning there, the and then the he he catches full on fire, and then CG explodes.
0: Yeah, and we get. But remember that bulletproof glass
1: obviously was not fireproof. Um, I mean, it also went shot twice, which doesn't help with structural yes. uh, integrity. Ah, that's fair.
2: That's the end of Sanford Harris.
1: Thank God. Oh,
2: better ending than John Scott.
0: <laughs> More satisfying. Wasn't yeah. this drawn out?
2: Oh, rewatching like this, like half season, and just seeing Harris. I didn't feel as angry this time because I knew he was gonna get blowed up. <laughs> That's and fair. Something about that knowledge just makes you feel better.
0: Yeah, it's really nice to know. No, he's he's gonna suffer a horrible death, um, yeah. and no one's gonna love him.
2: <laughs> no one's gonna be upset that he got immolated.
0: Yeah, uh, but then we get this really like sweet scene with like Peter and Walter out at this uh, uh, out at this diner like restaurant and things. Um, chatting and Peter's like, "Hey, just need to use the washroom. I'll be back in a second." Uh, and Olivia comes in and she is pissed. Um,
1: yep. Yeah.
0: Once again, good reason, but brings up you know, hey, what did you do to all of us? That was super not cool. All three of these people, including me, were in Jacksonville, Florida at this time. Uh, and
2: I again, I've said it before. I love John Noble's acting. It's His. just. Walter-
1: it's just imagining the, the shit out of this. It's yeah. so
0: real. Like, it's so raw.
2: Because it, it, Olivia's like, what you did to me, what you did to him, like this, it wasn't okay. Like, you're a monster for doing this. And Walter, like, starts crying. And you're like, oh my god. And you... you it's you interesting because it, it like, you're
0: so conflicted about it, too. Because you're like, you can tell that he's very sorry. But also, those were some terrible things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, you get into philosophical arguments of he doesn't really remember doing it. He is... Quite clearly, a different person. Can he still be held accountable for doing these things if he doesn't remember doing them?
0: And you can like, see, and you can see right at the end of Olivia's interrogation, and when Walter is broken down crying, she feels a little bit sorry for him. But there's there's something else there. It's just it's
1: not just. Um it looks like just disgust Disgust, to me yeah Yeah. like it wasn't even pity it was just pure disgust because she's like
2: what did you do to us and he's like i don't know he's like something terrible is coming but i don't know what it is and she's like walter you know and he's like no i don't i really don't i wish i did but i i don't know what i did to you and i am sorry (laughs) for that he's like i just can't remember
0: yeah, and then Peter comes back, and Peter's like, oh my god, what happened? Because Walter's just broken down crying, and Peter has no idea why. And we get, once again, just another really sweet moment between the two of them. Because at the start of the season, Peter would not have been like this.
1: No, no. The turnaround between their relationship at the beginning of, this, beginning of the season and now is ridiculous yeah. and amazing. I I'm, so I'm sure
2: there's an early season one episode where they're also in a diner and walter wants like a milkshake or pie and peter is very frustrated and is like "Oh, i can't even leave you alone by yourself but like now peter even trusts him to be like hey like i'm having like an employee just like just watch it for me i'm just
0: gonna run off but he's comfortable being that yeah no he feels like he feels at this point that walter like he and walter have like a decent working relationship at this point um yeah on that side of things. But Um, everyone in this scene just acts the shit out of it. It's great. It's such a good scene. Um, And then we swap out to uh, Nina showing up to uh, Broyles' apartment, which... David, how do you feel about that? Dude, they're they're, they're (laughs) fucking...
1: That's that's what's happening.
0: (laughs) Well, this time they're not, at least. uh, Because she shows up and goes, Hey, uh, you know how you guys are tracking those observers? My people do it better. Um, And... (laughs) Uh, she (laughs) shows a bunch of photos and it's just the observers like everywhere Um, and she's like all these were taken the last 24 hours we know something's coming this can't be good Um,
2: and it's like remember the last time they showed up like this frequently bad shit went
0: down which very concerning Uh, ominous yeah (laughs) but it's fine Um, and And, then we cut back to the lab
2: and again such a sweet little little thing they add in there walter's listening to records trying to refresh his memory and he digs through and he notices some pages and he's like astrid i found the missing manuscript pages but Mm -hmm. because he said the name right it's not astrid in the room
0: as soon as as soon as she said as as soon as he said like astrid's name and nobody responded like you get very worried that someone's come to kidnap walter um and like something bad is about to happen to walter yeah
1: Cause he found the ethics page and he reads it and it literally says we have to protect the children.
2: Yeah, don't turn <laughs> children into super soldiers.
1: There's also rule it's number a
0: massive, one. Like it's a massive ethics chapter. Like it's like a hundred, two hundred pages. It's almost as thick as the
2: actual manuscript. <laughs>
0: It's
1: Wait, like thought...
2: Manuscript part one, ethics.
1: Did he manuscript just part find two. The chapter or did he find the actual manuscript with the extra I... chapters? It, it might be I the entire, it it be entire, entire manuscript.
2: manuscript with ethics chapter because he's only reading off a couple of pages. Okay. Yeah, okay. That makes more sense.
1: Then, then the ethics page being the same size. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible
2: it was, <And> though. <then, laughs> but then in the background, you see our favorite bald boy, uh, The show Observer. Up. And Walter's like, is it time? Well, he says it's time. Or, sorry, it's time to go. And Walter's like, I'll get my coat then.
0: Yep. And we're like, oh, no, Walter been heading out with the Observers. This has went well so far. (laughs) This has went so well last time.
2: Yeah. And he gets his stuff and kind of says goodbye to the lab and then walks away with the Observer.
0: Definitely not ominous at all. Um, And then we get an even less, you know, ominous scene of... Nina heading back home, you know, going upstairs to her apartment. Gets yeah, in our elevator shot.
2: She's gonna like get in, read a book, have a glass of wine. It's yeah, we get
0: nice instead of shot. instead of the nice like Olivia scene at the end of the episode, we're just getting
1: a nice Nina scene this time. So you guys are crazy because she needs to shower after she just had sex with Broyles.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, instead That's they do. two mask guys, two mask guys ambush her outside the elevator with a gun,
1: and then we cut to credits. <laughs> when we hear the muffled gunshot, then we cut yeah. to credits. <laughs> yes, we hear like a click, and then yep. Yeah. That is one hell of a tune in next week. Uh, yeah. Hook.
0: Oh, yeah. God, Second is
1: part a of this episode. finale.
0: That's, oh, this is such a good episode.
2: Um, very back on, because we were confused about the cipher, I think, last time. This one makes perfect sense. It is vision.
1: Zip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, this time
2: we're you,
0: not talking about the Marvel superhero.
2: And if you didn't see The Observer, why did you stop watching this episode? Why did <laughs> you miss the last, like,
0: two scenes? <laughs> How? How? How and why? Um, this is also um, the start of the episode 19 tradition. Uh, it's definitely the least, like, noticeable one.
1: Again, uh, I don't d-
2: think this is part of it. It's, I think that formally starts in season two.
1: I haven't seen any of the other episode 19s, but this one just feels like another episode of Fringe.
2: Like, yeah, I, I'm telling we'll, you, Nick, it episode 19 thing starts in season two.
1: Well,
0: okay, this is, well, to be fair, this one, like, I know the rest of them are very, like, very much, they depart from uh, what the normal, like, episodes of Fringe are. But to be fair, this is also the one where they bring in alternate universes, um, and they have...
1: what about the Fringe aspect. That's, that, that, it's that's not big. that weird. <laughs> <laughs> I... Anyway... Yeah. I don't think it's part of anything. Like it's again, just felt like a regular Fringe episode in its style and in its like execution and in, in its story. Mm-hmm. It was written by um, Akiva again, so our Oscar winner did do this, and he also wrote episode twenty. So oh, he, a, he he wrote some solid episodes. Yeah.
2: Interestingly, the Fringe wiki does not have him; does not give him a writing credit for either of these episodes. They give it to Abrams and Kurtzman.
1: Really? No yeah, interesting. Oh, I think Akiva wrote the story and the screenplay might have been writ- written by uh the others. Uh, okay. So yeah, I think Akiva didn't actually write like the actual like script they used, but he wrote the story behind it. Okay. Hey Nick which is followed-
2: it's yes. your
0: turn for the hey, favorite uh, section. Uh, All right. it. do, you have, do, you, do you have any guesses before I give this one out?
1: I don't remember what the last episode was. The last
0: episode was Spooky Vampires. Oh,
1: Spooky Vampires. Okay. Uh, vampires. There was something in one of the clubs they were in, and it'll be like one of the labels on the drink machine. Uh, No.
0: Honestly, you're... Like, that feels like a pretty solid one, but no. Why would
2: you reuse something they've used in the past with yeah. the Night Stalker energy drink, David? Yeah, David, that was just the previous
0: episode. Oh, okay. Pull your head
2: out of your ass.
0: What was it? Okay, so remember right at the start um, when of uh, that episode when the totally normal dude who definitely isn't going to get killed uh, is watching that news, uh, is watching the news, and they're yeah. talking about it? Yeah. So, what you forgot to look at was the ticker at the bottom of that news. Oh
1: fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On that ticker, um there is a news update that says mysterious fire breaks out downtown. Which fuck is... you you piece of shit. Okay, but also to be fair, that one is actually there. Like there's a lot of the ones where they're not there. Um like yeah. you hear it and be like, that's such a stretch. This one, no, I'll give them yes. that one. That's, that's a fire very record. valid yeah. one.
1: Okay, fine, but On a ticker in a scene, (laughs) on a TV in the background of a scene.
0: I can't wait for the next one.
2: (laughs) The next one is the only good one. It's it's really good. And hey, David, I don't think you're going to be mad at it, David. I legitimately don't think you're going to be mad at it. Also, David, I'm
0: going to point out at one point during this episode, either David or I, or either Charlie or I uh,
1: did mention it. So you no, what's it. gonna happen? What's gonna happen is it, it's gonna be fantastic, and that's gonna make me angrier because of how shit every other one was. <laughs> and this one's gonna no, be good. No, the one
0: after that is the worst. The one, the one that like leads into season two is really. It bad. doesn't exist. <laughs> Anyways, uh, ratings, um, episode ratings, fun guys. Facts. Fun, okay, fun, fun facts. Fun facts.
1: So fun facts. Um, the lawyer Isaac Winters is actually mentioned before. He is the uh, same lawyer that spoke to Nick Lane in his episode and sort of activated him. Cool. The Hmm. same character. So uh, he's actually been sort of doing stuff in the background, activating people before. Um, Also, uh, the crazy conspiracy theorist, uh, Emmanuel Grayson, was named um, uh, Grayson because the uh, Fox mom is actually called uh, Something Grayson. Amanda Grayson. It. Amanda Grayson. And hmm. the actor who portrayed the crazy man was actually in Star Trek at some point. Yeah,
2: I recognize <laughs> him, but I can't for the life of me.
1: He played uh, Balok in the episode The Corbonite Maneuver. So <laughs> one episode of it. Nice. Of the original Star Trek. All, All right.
0: right. <laughs> All right. Ratings. What's...
2: The four and a half, this is a super good episode, especially
0: this,
2: this rating is going to be kind of weird because I'm also weighing in the second half of the finale because you have to: no, But even but this, this even is a very a, solid episode. Yeah, even as a stand this is easy, like a four and a half.
1: this No, I, I agree. Four and a half, 100 percent. This was yeah. such a good episode.
0: Like yeah. I'd, I'd almost give it a five. It's just like, I don't want to just be handing out fives, but like
1: I don't think it's... any episode's going to get a five. Just yeah. because like, that perfect. Uh, I know uh, episode's perfect because there's oh, always no, something uh,
0: to consider, there's, but... there's an episode i'm gonna give it five at some point probably. okay well but yeah no i'm gonna go with four and a half as well this is just an incredibly
1: like Charlie, such a it, good episode is it the last episode of season five because it's over <laughs>
2: <laughs> no we'll we'll actually get to it next season it's one of the episodes in two oh, nice. um, like i think Nick knows which one I'm talking about, and anyone who has seen Fringe before probably knows the episode I'm talking about. Hey,
1: Charlie, don't bet that. Remember how off we were about Bound? Yes. (laughs) This is true. Remember how contrary to regular opinion we were about Bound?
0: Don't worry about (laughs) it. It It It's trash, and I will not... I'm, I'm just glad that all of us agree that it was trash. Like, not one of us was, like, an apologist of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was such a bad episode,
0: dude.
2: <laughs> you know how you make Bound better? You actually have Olivia trying to escape for
0: most of the episode. You just don't have that entire plot line.
1: You make the episode about her escaping. Uh, you have her bound. You, you make, okay, if yes. you want to hear our opinions about Bound, re-listen to that episode because we be go on for a long time. And <laughs> hey, guess what? You
0: can go do that now because the episode's just about over. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, so because um, the episode's just about over, why don't you take the time to, uh, if you're going back to listen to Bound, also drop us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. You can find us basically everywhere on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or on Podbean, our hosting home. Uh, if you want to talk to us or reach out to us specifically to talk about how much you love Bound, please don't. If you want to reach us for any other reasons, reach us uh, out on Twitter at @forsaf. that's F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F, or send us an email at fourstaff at gmail.com. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch, and is licensed under a attribution, non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.